Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Imagine getting to a point where your business fits perfectly into the life you've always dreamed of having. That's one of the things my guest today asks of you. Because when you align with the fullness of who you are, it's like the lights turn on and life flows. My mother always demonstrated to me that life is a struggle. And that's really what I learned in my cells. And it took me a lot of unlearning to realize that that wasn't true. You know, and that 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 belief really gets in the way of being able to create in one's life. And so when I met my guest today, uh, we had the opportunity to meet online and have a conversation. And um, and it's been a while. So it's like I can't even remember all the things we talked about. But I knew that I wanted to have her as a guest on Wisdom Talk Radio. And so today we get to do it. And so, um, yeah, stay tuned. We're going to have some fun. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute, home of the Inner Guidance Mastery Blueprint. Head there to discover your quantum connection with your inner guidance system, which is what allows you to create in your life in a way that is stress-free because you have discernment. It allows you to know what direction to go in, what steps to take, and who to bring in as part of your team. Take the quantum connection quiz there on the Baca Institute website, because your quantum connection is the first step of aligning with your own inner guidance at a deeper level than you ever thought possible. It's the secret to creating what you want in your life. So my guest today is Laura Wellman. She is a business coach who believes small business owners can make more money, love the work they do, and still have time to enjoy their lives. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Through coaching, group programs, workshops, and events, she helps business owners get the clarity they need to take the right action for them and their business. Welcome, Laura. I'm really delighted that you are here today. It's taken us a while to get here, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So we, we referenced the, the ease and flow and the struggle side of things or the hard work Mm -hmm. people seem to believe that unless you're working hard, it's not, it's not valuable. It's not important. So why do we, why do we think we have to work so hard? Why is that such a value? I think, I think we've been taught it for generations, right? That that we need to work hard and we need to work in the factories and the industrial revolution. There, there's so many things that have taught us that we're supposed to work hard and that the harder you work, the more successful you're going to be, right? So mm. it's always you know, impressive when you hear these stories, it's not actually impressive, but it's presented as such, right? Uh You're like, uh look how hard they worked. They barely slept. They're willing to do anything to do, you know, to get to their goals. Um, 
people sacrifice their families. I saw a quote recently from somebody who said, like, if you're sleeping like a decent amount of hours a night, you know, that, you know, we're told how much we should be sleeping a night. And like the, the business experts out there will say, if you're actually letting yourself sleep that much, like you clearly don't want to reach your goals enough. Like that's wow. the stuff we hear constantly hustle culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've been taught if you really want something, you're going to work till it hurts to get it or else you don't want it that much, I guess. So there's something in that equation that you're calling into question. That equation of hard work equals success. Hard work means you really want it. Um, must hard work hard in order to demonstrate to the world that you're worthy. Yeah. And, and the, the flip side of it, and I talk a lot about laziness, um, is that we've, because of that hard work way of thinking, we think that rest is lazy. Oh, yes. And so I caught myself in this spiral for years because regardless of any achievement that I ever had, right? If I was running a successful business, if I was launching, you know, I ran a conference conference for 250 people four years in a row. And I had extra websites. I did all kinds of things and then would still say to people, but I'm really lazy. And they'd be like, Lara, I feel like this and this, like, don't, they don't, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But to me, all of those messages that I'd heard over my whole life about people who really want things just are always working meant that if I decided I was going to spend the weekend in my pajamas watching Netflix, Mm -hmm. I clearly wasn't like the people who really wanted success. Uh, So it meant that you didn't really want success and, and something else too. I mean, was there, was there another piece to that? I think it's, you don't want it enough. You're not, you're not willing, you're not like you are lazy, right? Like somebody who just wants to sit around and do nothing. Like, again, if you think about the advice you hear out in the world, when they say, um, there's always more time, if you wanted it badly enough, you would do Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Right. So every goal you don't reach, it's because you're not willing to give up your TV time. It's because you're not willing to give up that nap on a Saturday afternoon, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which implies I should be willing to give that up. Yes. Yeah. And never forget about your health and well-being or your your happiness or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want to be successful, you should be willing to give up all of those things and just work harder. Mm, Scary. It is. And the harder you work for many people the closer you get to burning out, right? When you're unhappy, Mm -hmm. when you're like, I do not think I do my best work when I have not had any rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in that mindset, it doesn't actually matter. It's only how much I worked. So if I say, I'm going to only work a few days a week, I'm going to work three days a week. Imagine. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Right? Oh, must be nice. Wow. Um, It is nice. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't always only work three days a week, but I try to aim for definitely not five Mm -hmm. and many weeks, three. But when I'm working, I have more energy. I have more creativity. I have more motivation. 
than when I'm tired, exhausted and running on fumes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it actually that I'm going to get more work done when I'm working more hours? (laughs) Not necessarily, but we, we, we haven't detached those things from one another. And, you know, it, it strikes me that it's the same idea of trading time for dollars. Absolutely. And and when we have that mentality, that's not the mentality of the investor. That's not the mentality of the person who really creates wealth. Uh, when we think, well, I have this many hours that I can give. So <clears throat> therefore, that means this is the only amount I can make. So there's never any any thought about leverage. There's never any thought about creating something that has bigger reach and bigger possibility. And certainly not for the entrepreneur. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of fallacies out there. There are people who like your hard work will make you successful. But there are an awful lot of people who are working minimum wage, who are working really hard. And that Mm -hmm. has not meant that they are suddenly flush with money. And then there are the people who are investing money and not working at all who are, but it, you know, it's the hard work is important Mm -hmm. is what's taught to the worker bees. Right. So we're like, we got to work hard. We got to work hard. Mm -hmm. We got to do the things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's everywhere. We hear it all the time. So we think it's true. And if we don't stop and say, is it true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things like that. <laughs> there's a lot of things <laughs> like that, but is it true? Um, maybe, maybe I don't need to struggle this much in order to reach my goal. So there's something about the the struggle. There's something about the what we've been taught, what we've been fed, uh, what we believe, and the you know how do we stop to how do we stop to question that? Because when we're in survival mode, what I know is that, well, when I'm in survival mode, everything goes out the window of everything I know is to be true. I'm I'm there with fear. I'm there in self-doubt. And and then the, the internal push to simply work harder because it's it's the easiest thing to do, if you know what I mean. It is also it's the only one that pops to mind most of the time. And so part of it is Mm. if you hear conversations like this one or start to have conversations like this one, it's just Mm. the idea that when something doesn't feel good, right. Which happens in our life, Mm -hmm. something doesn't feel good. Does that mean we just have to deal with it or can it mean if this doesn't feel good, is there another way? And that's, that's such an important thing because there, I, I believe so strongly there is not one way to do a thing, Mm -hmm. but most of us have been taught to think there is right. Again, we'll go back to school when you go to school Mm -hmm. and then you study and now you must get 100% on your test. If you are successful, somebody who was able to do it exactly the way they were told to do it is the one who got it right. So you think I need to get this just right. I need to know what it is that I'm supposed to do. Somebody else has figured this out. I need to know what that thing is. And so if you think there's just one way to do a thing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work for you, then you just feel bad about yourself. And you think this is, I just need to do it. I just, I just need to do it. Mm -hmm. And this is how it is. Mm -hmm. Bashing into something that's not working. Yeah. And, and that you, might extend even to doing 
doing something that you really don't like to do. And I don't mean doing it just sitting in a way that you don't like doing, but I think about people who, uh, I think of a good friend of mine who really in his soul was an artist and was very much geared towards, oh, you got to be in business. This is what your grandfather did. This is what your father did. Um, Here, you're going to be part of my company. And while he loved that, that part of himself that was an artist was never acknowledged and never brought in. And so until he started looking at how else could I do my life? And it wasn't that he wanted to give up what he was doing. He wanted to do it in a different way, which he did finally. And again, you know, artists, writers, we've decided that people who do that are going to suffer in poverty, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so mm-hmm. many things that we're like, okay, so you wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't want to do that. Right. Because <clears throat> you better be have a backup poor. plan. <clears throat> yeah. You're going to be poor. If you're the responsible thing is to go work hard somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Go work hard. Yeah, I remember, oh boy, when I wanted to um, take a couple of months and travel across Canada. And uh, and my oldest brother, who was very much of that mindset of you do this and then you do that and then you work hard and you work hard and you work hard. And he was very successful. However, the fact that I wanted to take off a couple of months and it was between university and graduate school is a kind of a perfect time to do it. He was so appalled that I wanted to do it. And how could you do that? You're not being responsible. And, you know, all of that gets layered on us so that we we don't have we don't have access to our our own internal compass. And we're, we're taught not to believe in ourselves. How do you see that? Yeah, I mean, it's not going off the path. Is is seen as irresponsible. It's seen as, I mean, you're just not supposed to do it. You're not supposed (laughs) to do it. Um, And I think we're starting to do it more, but it's very much, right? Like the right steps, success. What is it supposed to look like, right? For years Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, you're supposed to, you're supposed to. For me, it was finish high school, go to university, get a degree, get married, have children, buy a house. (laughs) buy a car, buy a bigger house, get a promotion, right? Like it seemed like that was, that was what you were supposed to want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of us, I think a lot of people have done it over the years because they were supposed to want it and never stopped and said, do I want it? And then they end up with a heart attack or, you know, some other disease that where they just, because they've been unhappy but they still think that's how it had to be. Yeah. So if that was how it had to be, then they think their kids to do it because that's how it should be. They think their siblings should do it. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But also, and I'm not saying this is everybody, but also there's a certain level of like, why'd you get to do that? I had to go do it the way it was supposed um, to be. Why do you get to go do it the other way? Ooh, so have you have you experienced that? And I'm so I'm really curious about how you got out of that that way of thinking, that kind of mentality of gotta work hard, gotta do it this way. What was it that opened you up or opened your eyes? Um, so I think the response I get from people is like that um, it must be nice. That's the whole oh, to do the it three, must days be nice. work, three days a week not, work. Yeah, it's that's mm-hmm. not like a thing they're saying. Um kindly right they're like 
<clears throat> They're not saying, show yeah. me how to do it. <laughs> yeah. But what I did, I mean, the reason that I was able to step into it at first was not with a positive mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like I did it, I did it first by just being like, well, I guess I'm going to be lazy. Well, I guess I'm going to choose to not be successful because I really want to, uh, step off the, the treadmill, spend time with my kids. I'm just going to wait to be successful, right? Maybe Um, later on I will figure it out, but right now I'm, I, it's okay if I don't want to, it's okay if I'm being lazy, it's okay if I'm not being successful, I'm going to do this instead, as opposed to being able to say it is quite successful to choose Mm-hmm. what you want in life. Mm-hmm. And when I started to do a lot more mindset work and learning things, I realized I could still, I could still prioritize my family, my health and my life and make money. I didn't mm-hmm. have to choose, but, but when I first chose it, I thought I had to choose and I decided family and just that I didn't have the capacity to do all the things like, you know, I don't, I didn't have the capacity and I really didn't want to, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, laziness is a thing I've been talking about a lot lately. There's a couple of books I've been, I've been reading. I've been working on a book that is almost, mm-hmm. almost done. Um, and the book, one of the books that's out is called uh, Laziness Does Not Exist. And it's, I can't remember the author right off the top of, of my tongue, but there's all kinds of messages around how people burn out because they don't want to be lazy. So they work and they work and they work and they work and they work. And I'm trying to also talk to the people who were like, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't get on and like hustle till I dropped. Mm-hmm. But as a result, I tell people all the time that I'm lazy and I think it in my core, right? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not very good, right? Like that's, that's where you come from. Once mm-hmm. you start to, if you didn't try to get to that, that peak of productivity and mm-hmm. all the things you're like, no, you know what? I'm not getting on there. I know so many people who are just like, well, it's just cause I'm not, I'm not very good at that. I'm not, I'm not, I am lazy. I'm not productive. I just decided I didn't want to be successful. So all these words and ways of thinking about yourself mm-hmm. are, are how you justify not working so hard. You burn out. And but, but you have this different thought process. You said you did, you didn't, you stepped beyond the either or the, and you went into the, well, you can't, how can I have it both? So how did you figure out the best way to do this thing called your life? Yeah. Part of it was um, right around the time I turned 40, I had an ADHD diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then I le- I read a bunch about women in ADHD mm-hmm. and how that presents in things like never as tons of shame, so much shame around like not being able to keep your house tidy or I mean, one for me is like not being able to keep up with all the like school forms and like this and that you're supposed to do for the kids or right? like I am just terrible at this right I'm so bad no you can't come to my house it's a disaster because I'm too busy doing this and that and And so there was so much shame and for me the ADHD diagnosis and learning about it and realizing like I don't I don't need to feel shameful about this there's a there's a reason Mm -hmm. and who gets to say that this other way is the way it should be anyway 
Absolutely. It was like that first step of this isn't just that I am that I am too lazy to -hmm. stay on top of the school forms and to keep my house tidy. Right. By now, I was supposed to be grown up enough that I would keep on top of all these things. Everybody told me once you're an adult, this isn't a problem. And it still is a problem. And then I was like, okay, it's not just that I'm too lazy to do the things everybody else is doing. And like, Mm -hmm. I actually have different ways of doing things and thinking about things that that's making it difficult. So that was the first permission I gave myself to be like, it's not that you're a problem. Mm -hmm. It's something else is going on. Yeah. And that just opened up the door. And I think, you know, business owners get a little bit of a a gift. I think that mindset work and paying to get mindset work is quite justifiable when it's in the, in the name of making more money in your business. Right. Right. Um, More so than, you know, I have a job, I'm making money. It's fine. But like, I, like, I don't, I can't justify going and paying to help myself like unlock all these mindset blocks, Mm -hmm. but in business, it's really important because obviously (laughs) we got to go make more money. Um, And so as a result, again, I had permission to go and do a bunch of more introspective work and learning about myself. And as I did it, that's the, you know, my own clients, they're all so different. Wow. Right. How can we, how can we ask everybody to do things one way when everybody's brain is different, when everybody's motivation is different? Of course, of course, the one thing doesn't motivate everybody. Of course. So, So how do you figure out or how do you find the way to do that for you? In, in other words, how do you help people find what's right for them? Maybe for somebody, it is working 40 or 50 hours a week. Absolutely. Right. And and there's no, I, that was also a lesson for me. Like if you like working 40 or 50 hours a week, like go for it, like power to you. It's just about saying like, is this working for me or am I trying to do something that doesn't work? Am I trying to just keep, you know, this brick wall, I'm just going to keep trying to slam myself into it and hope I get to the other side. And I want everybody to back up and be like, is there a door over here? Like, let's just stop. This isn't working because that's what I, you know, somebody says, I really want to do a thing. I've been trying to do it. I've been trying to do it. And I said, great. What are you going to do next? I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. We've tried that. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So what is something different you can try? And so it does, it takes some trial and error, but it most of all requires you to give yourself permission to not do it the way you thought it had to be done. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I'm in that right now with the the thought of doing some of the marketing work that I've done in the past for my programs. And I know that I have no interest in doing it the way that I've been taught, the way that I've done it, the the way that, you know, quote unquote works. And that the question that is up is something on the order of, hmm, okay, there's this mountain in front of me. Where's the elevator? Yeah. Let me find I don't need a pickaxe and a, I don't even know what the right words are. Uh, Crampons, crampons. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, so to that 
because I think I even have used sort of a mountain climbing analogy before. I don't want to do it that way. Where's the elevator? Or like, is there somebody who can help me do it? And and this yeah. mentality that you need to figure it out and you need to be strong and you need to do it alone or you need, right? Like all of these things, like just let somebody guide you. There's not more value in you having been the first one to like break trail mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than it is for you to get on the paved road. It's just going to be harder for you to get where you're going. Yeah. So there's that combination, it sounds like, for, that you're saying of um, get guidance, maybe find a community. And I know both of those things are really valuable to you. But then there's also the piece of going inside, which, you know, certainly my work. But I think that, that you have that as well, that value. Yeah, I mean, I think certainly the people I talk to, right? The people that I talk to are so hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. That is the, right. It's like why the, the, the reason that they're not finding success in their, in their minds is because they suck. Right. Like if I just didn't do this, if I just did this, why don't right? It's all like this internal, like I'm not good enough. I, I guess I don't deserve it. I guess I'm not right. All this stuff that that's who tends to come and talk to me. They feel like they're, if they just, if they could just stop being lazy. Mm. Um, a lot of us, us, I, cause I still put myself in there, right? A lot of us were, were the ones who might've had that note on your report card growing up, <laughs> uh, like could do better if applied themselves more, mm-hmm. not living up to potential. It's like that constant, like, I guess I didn't do as well as I should have. Everybody thinks I'm capable of so much. And I, I guess I'm just not. Mm. Mm. Ooh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. Because it sets up a whole train of a way of treating oneself and believing about things that believing that you believe about yourself. So we know that feeling that that connection, feeling that sense of trust in yourself goes a long way to to finding success in the way that I'd love for you to define. Like if you think about success and defining success, what is success in your way of um, talking about it? I think that would be really helpful. I think success is really personal. So first of all, it's making sure that you picked it for yourself, right? So stop and, and ask what it is that you want. I, do you want, I mean, all the way back from like, do you want to go to college? Do you want to get a job in a a corporate job and become a manager? Do you want to live in, uh, you know, the house with the picket fence and the 2.5 kids and a dog Mm -hmm. and an SUV? Or do you want to be a farmer? Like there's so many things you can want to be. Right. And none of them are wrong, but I don't think that's what we were told growing up. You're supposed to want to be something. You're supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. And something is, you know, making a lot of money and it's wanting to be established and it's wanting to be a certain way. And I think it's okay to not want that. So if if you went traveling Mm -hmm. because your number one priority wasn't the next step of the path to getting the education, Mm -hmm that was like, it was almost like breaking a rule, right? You're like, Oh, 
certainly was from my brother. <laughs> I mean, the way he saw me. Yeah. Knowing that it's okay to do something like that and deciding what your success is, is the biggest piece of that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I also think, like I said earlier, you know, I sort of thought, well, then if I pick something else, like spending time with my family and, and doing these other things, it means I cannot also make good money. I think there's like a balance there, but first of all, it's what is success for me? It's success feels like having an impact on other people's lives. Mm-hmm. It means building a business that stays true to my values. It means still having time to take care of my health and my family still having a sense of self and time for me because there are a lot of people who get, especially for me, I have three teenagers, right? When you're in the age of taking care of everybody, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who don't take any time for themselves mm-hmm. because they're too busy taking care of everybody else. So for me, I've, and again, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, but I think it is the key is, to spend some time and ask yourself, am I on my path or the one I was told I should want? Mm. And how, and, and like, am I happy? Do I like it? Yeah. Is this a path that, that feeds me, that nurtures me? Or mm-hmm. is it the one that I adopted because I didn't even know there was another option. And that's part of the question too, is, is, the way that you're talking about things and the way I certainly believe it to be true is that there's endless numbers of paths, endless. There's, you know, 8 billion people, there's 8 billion paths. Mm -hmm. And how do we line up or how do we create the path? Maybe that's the question. How do we create the path as we're walking on that journey? The path sort of creates itself and to see what that is. Yeah, I think you don't need to know. You don't always need to know the destination at all, right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole enjoy the journey piece of it is is part of it. And I think letting yourself have permission to 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 really try things Mm -hmm. and ask yourself if you're happy and ask yourself if something's working and and knowing that you can change your mind. So that's another big one. Oh, yes. If you think that you started a career and now you don't want to do it anymore and you want to quit, that that is now failure versus time to pivot towards something else that feels good right Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to have been now this was all a waste now this was a mistake but I think it feels that way it can because of all the things that you talked about in the beginning of the way in which we've been inculcated in our society to believe certain things but if we take that and we say okay that nourishes me to and I bring that into what I'm looking to explore next Because not everything is about mm, following those sequential steps so that, you know, you get this promotion and that promotion and that goes there and that goes here. I look at I look at what I'm doing now and I think, 
well, I started out being a psychotherapist. I was in the field of psychology because of X, Y, and Z. And it wasn't that I grew disenchanted with that. Is that as I grew, as I changed, other things opened up that were related and I could take all of that into what I was doing next. And I even took it into being a solutions engineer in the tech world. And I took being a solutions engineer in the tech world into what I do now as part of creating with people what they want to create, their big ideas. So nothing is wasted if we really can look at it that way. And I think people, I think potentially like you and I, who see it that way Mm -hmm. and who don't feel like, why did I waste all my time? Why was everything was terrible? I guess I have to, you know, I tear down everything I ever did that was good Mm -hmm. and start again. Mm -hmm. If we don't see it that way, but we think it's just like the next iteration of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like how exciting, how exciting. Yes. And we can talk about that and show other people that it can be exciting and a good thing and not a failure. That's mm-hmm. how I think things start to change because most of the stories we've heard don't look like that. Right, right. So is that part of what your see your mission is in your work? I do. I mean, I see that in my work. I see it in, there's a, you know, talking about my ADHD. I also have endometriosis. I was quite sick for a while. I had to have Mm. surgery and I talked about all of it. And people would say, you're so brave to share this story. Mm. And I thought, no, not really. It doesn't feel like it requires any courage for whatever reason. Right. Right. I don't have, there's nothing about telling you this that is requiring courage. I feel like it's just a thing to tell you. Right. But if, if you think it requires bravery, that means that the idea of talking about this is scary. Right. And so having people's voices who can share it without fear mm-hmm. is going to help the people who are scared. Mm-hmm like it's normalizing it it's it's taking something into the light and being like not scary it's okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so for me I get I mean I, sh- I share my stories that again it doesn't feel scary to share them mm-hmm. but then people private message me and people come to me and they're and then they start asking me questions about themselves I think maybe I need to whatever whatever mm-hmm mm-hmm what do you think? Right. It feels like it's a hushed tone, but now they have somebody they feel is safe to ask that question to, because clearly I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's, that's how I hope that my impact is happening in the world, right. To talk about these things, to show people what I've been through, to share my stories, to share the lessons I've learned, to talk about these philosophies I have around being anti-hustle culture and to say like what if we just look at it differently the more voices there are that people can relate to Mm -hmm. the more they're going to realize like oh maybe maybe I'm not happy right I think there are people who don't even know they're not happy right absolutely they're just kind of like Right. Going, going, going. Mm-hmm. Um, we're allowed to be happy. really. Well, there's um, something in there about the, the word that just came to me around passiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
people can do, 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 and think that they're being active, but yet they're still expecting like some kind of magic to sort of happen. Not because they're they're they feel aligned with what they're doing or aligned with creating something, but just because, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to manifest this because I you know got this picture. But there's not a they get so busy with the doing that they don't even allow a, a kind of a, an active receptivity to seeing what else could could be to seeing what else they what other aspects of the path might add. Yeah. No, yeah. As you were talking, I just thought I believe so much in community and connection, mm. but also what I think so many people are missing without even connection to other people is connection to themselves. Like they, mm. they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. I definitely have conversations with people who don't know what they want, right? Like oh, they, they, what would I, what would I even want? They don't, they don't know how to connect to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the first step in all things is to know that it's possible to know that it's happening, to know that there's something to consider, right? Before you start considering it, you need to know that you could consider it. Right. Right. There's something to consider, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember in my early days of being a psychotherapist, I would be surprised. And I think it was when I was training by how many people, if I asked like, what are you feeling right now? And they had no ability to identify that. They just literally didn't know. And then I realized I didn't know when I was in situations where I had to do the same, you know, what am I feeling? I don't know. I didn't know how to discover that. I didn't know how to listen. I didn't know how to get there. Yeah. And and without being able to, I couldn't, I couldn't know what I wanted to shift. I couldn't know what I wanted. Yeah. And I think that that's why it's important for people like us to, to talk about it mm-hmm. because there are a lot of really loud voices out there and have been for ever saying a lot of different things. Right. Mm-hmm. So people, right. They've, People learn from other people. So all of the voices that they've heard and have learned from, there are a lot of really loud ones that aren't saying what we are saying. And so I think when when you start having other voices who are having conversations, you're like, oh, oh okay, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could decide that I don't need to do everything when it comes to a holiday dinner, the way my mother did it. Uh, Right. Right. Maybe I don't need to, because I don't actually care. And I'm only doing it because I think I'm supposed to. Yeah. Right. Like, like what are all the little examples in our lives of things that we're doing? But I, I don't have to do that. I could just, I could just not. So you're blowing open the field of possibilities. I hope so. I hope so. I think that there are a lot of people that I talk to on a regular basis who tell me they start to hear my voice on their shoulder when they're starting and they're like, oh, maybe you don't need to say yes to that person. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's wonderful. That is really wonderful because that's an, that is um, turning on the lights. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, 
it, it strikes me that you talked earlier about uh, writing a book and it strikes me that you're, it sounds like you're writing the laziness manifesto. My working title right now is called you're not lazy, how to find success. Even if you feel like a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> That's my working title, but or it is, maybe it's, a, maybe it's, and I'm not meaning to give you a title. It's like uh, something of, Maybe you are successful, even if you feel like you're a hot mess. Which is basically what the book is, right? Wow. So that's what it is in the end. It's like, you think this? Ha <laughs> guess what? <laughs> guess what? All you need to do is reframe a whole bunch of what it is that you think is going on yeah. and start seeing what's actually already working. Mm. I mean, in all things... One of the things I do as a business coach with my clients is every week I ask people to tell me what their wins were from the week. And I say that because you are not ever going to have nothing on your to-do list. Right. Right. But if you think that your measure of success is whether or not you got everything done, which for some reason, regardless of the fact that we all, especially as entrepreneurs, have endless ideas of new things that we could do and the possibilities are endless. So these to-do lists are never going to be, it's not like an inbox zero situation. Like we're not trying to get that, but we think we're supposed to, we. And so the the to-do list never ends and therefore we have never succeeded. And therefore mm -hmm. all of the things we've accomplished in any given week get forgotten because there's so much more to do. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what we focus on. And, and what I have found is I in my um, inner guidance mastery blueprint course, I teach people how to listen, how to use their inner guidance system, so that they look at their to do list and find what really is the thing they're to do next. And it's not the most important. But if we open to that bigger picture of what's guiding us or what's available to guide us, we may get to know, we may get to do, see something that's fifth or sixth on the list and that for some reason we're shown to do that and that that takes care of one through four in a way that seems like magic. And it just, it takes away the stress and it allows the assistance of the seen and the unseen to be present. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, not everything needs to be done. Not everything. It's that frantic what's next that stops us from seeing what's already working. Mm -hmm. And what's possible. What's possible. What is, mm -hmm. what's already true within you, what you're already capable of. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of what I hope that people can start to see, right? So instead of seeing but have you seen how much I haven't done yet? They see, but look at what I did do. Yes. And look at how well I did it, even without having mm -hmm. to only sleep two hours a night and burn out and make myself mm -hmm. sick. Yeah. And be yeah. really crabby at my family. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Laura, how can people connect with you? Where, where can people find you? So I am, uh, my business is called The Biz Studio. So if you come to thebiz.studio is my website. B-I-Z. Yep. Okay. Um, and you can find me on Facebook and 
Instagram and I dabble a little bit in TikTok, which is just under my name, Lara Wellman. Okay. Okay. So great. Um, and, and your, your company name or your website? The Biz Studio. The yes, Biz Studio. The Biz Studio. Okay. And so that's where I have a Facebook group on uh, and I have lots of ways that people can come in here, stories and come in here, reminders of what's working. And then I also do the strategy and the, the actual, you know, more tactical stuff, but there's so much of it. That's just around what's going to allow me to see what's working and what I'm capable of and mm-hmm. how I'm going to get there. Wonderful. Ah, thank you so much. I just heard you pronounce your name differently than I realized I pronounced it. So do you say Lara? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't, I don't think I ever realized that. So Lara, thank you so much for being here with us on Wisdom Talk Radio. I really appreciate your, your insight and, and your permission. Mm, Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And thanks to our listening audience for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. And remember, you can find us at your favorite place to listen to your podcasts. We're on all the different platforms. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review. Because as you leave us a review and people see that, what happens is that that helps spread the wisdom and the transformation of the world. So, and that's what we're about. And for more about how to deepen your connection with your own inner guidance, take the Quantum Connection Quiz today. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.